We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. What we do not do is spy unlawfully on Americans. We are leaving in 2014, period. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. In order to fight and defeat this enemy, it is necessary to wage a new all-out offensive. You are listening to Biting the Bullet with Luke and Typo. Like you said, we're going to get along. I have to I have to push continue now. This is what I hate about consent. Like, <laughs> fucking, it's just one more step. It's just a fucking. There's no efficiency in consent. Is the problem? I think. <laughs> yeah, the efficiency. That is the problem that needs to be solved with consent. Yeah. Right, there. It's a big. It's a big problem. I mean, typo has to consent to a lot of things, and it just takes forever for me to make him consent, and then he's like, "All right." And but it takes you know, forever because I have re- to ask him. I didn't even realize your background is Biden falling. I yes. didn't yeah. know what it was because <laughs> your because your head's kind of in the way, so I didn't know exactly what it was. But yeah, it's it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> You're like the first person to comment on it. I wore it for I had this on my background for like a I don't know the last like twenty I, episodes we've done. It looks it looks like you have a green screen with a tear in it. Because your head, like your head, it's it's because he's in motion, so it's blurry. So it kind you can't right, you can't pick it out right away. Is the thing? Yeah, it's it's like a smoldering background. It shows up after you have to pay attention to it for a while. I yeah. was thinking about having a moving background at one point, and then I thought, nah, it's too much. It's I, too much. There's too much. Yeah. To- well, the only reason I have a background is because if I take it off, it looks like I, I'm in a crack house. So like I'd rather have Cause something because you're in wrong. a because you're in a crack house. <laughs> yeah, don't although, say it, yeah. don't say it looks like I'm <laughs> in a crack house. Yeah. The only well, the... reason I put this up is because I'm in a crack house. There is a woman yeah. ODing behind me, and that's about <laughs> enough from her. Yeah, yeah? Well, it, gets, it gets annoying if like she starts crying or something. But yeah, or walking She's by and like up or right, yeah, foaming at the mouth. It distracts from the from the content of, of the podcast. Listen, I understand you're professional. I don't. I wouldn't want somebody walking behind me either. Yeah, I'm. I, yeah, I'm in a crack apartment, so that's why I have my background. So good, yeah. good. It works well, out that I way. Mean, I'm, I'm also in an apartment, and I don't have any background. Um, I have a mirror behind me. Yeah, but are you worried I, about crackheads in the background? I used to be. I moved out of that neighborhood. There you you go. know what's bizarre about my neighborhood? You see my hand here? That's yep. a mirror. I got two mirrors. <laughs> see, you, you do have a moving background. Places. I do have a moving background. <laughs> uh, I used to let, like, it's crazy because I... There's a fleck of something. Um, <laughs> I used to live about eight streets down nine streets down from where I'm at now in the same town in New Jersey. And it's the shitty part. And now I'm up here and now I look down at them. Yeah. It was only like three years ago. And I know the people there. I say, now I'm, I'm better than you. And I'm morally, I'm better. 
<laughs> You're just all around better because you move nine streets up. I'm better because I have a podcast. Oh, yeah. See, oh. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. See, because this, because that's the thing that libertarians like to do. They go, <laughs> oh, I have a podcast. It's like, okay, but what, like, have you effectuated any change? And they're like, no. What was that? change and they're like well, yeah you, you like have you have you influenced like the masses are you are you out canvassing have you yeah you know converted your community into a libertarian community that helps each other out yeah. and they're like oh yeah no none of that i do a podcast <laughs> i do a podcast yeah. i think I, we've I six, down like, on those inf- people yeah i think we've influenced like five people only because well, they told us so and then and then and then two of them started a podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like it's it's literally starting from have you ever like picked a number on a calculator have you ever been so bored that you picked a number on a calculator and just typed it in randomly and then kept dividing it by two by two by two by two i've done things yeah yeah i've done things like that things similar to that yeah that's basically what we're at where we started with like a thousand and then 500 of those went I think I am smart and I can do that. And then they reached, you know, they start divide that by two. Then 250 from them went, you know what? I kind of like, I think I can do it. And then whatever, 125, 50 or one, what is it? 250 divided by yeah, 125. <laughs> they were like, yeah, I think I, I'm going to do that too. And now it's just everyone all the time. And now we have us three on zoom <laughs> and it's it's a problem it's become a problem gentlemen yeah like yeah. we were the ones that decided that oh yeah this is a good idea for us this is a good idea for me to do i like yeah. the fact that we're at the end of this div- div- division problem right like us three like we're definitely towards the bottom of that division problem. dude we're yeah we're like in the numbers <laughs> now of like the fatality rate of covid we're like yeah. zero, zero, zero. <laughs> i could i could be at the gym right now I could be at the gym, right? I could be taking yeah. care of myself. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I could, I could, I could go out into the living room and be nice to my girlfriend, right? <laughs> well, they're not. That's not what they're there yeah. for. That's true. You're right. But do right. do you some? Did you ever feel ashamed when you told your girlfriend you're starting a podcast? Did you have a little bit of shame in you? No. So what's funny is I started it when I just started dating her. I was gonna say if you got her oh, because okay. you had a podcast, there's gonna be a no. problem and you need to dump her no, right no, now. No, 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 no. No, she, she's the, she, I actually, it was hilarious. It's hilarious because she is the voice of the intro of my podcast. Oh, really? Right. Oh, okay. And yeah, this I was like, her. this is, so this is the fucking like, I don't know, third time we hung out. I was like, Hey, come, come here. And like, we didn't know each other that well. And I was like, just say these words. And I didn't even have, I didn't even have her say it in the mic. I just had my, my audio from my laptop, like the, the mic from my laptop recording her. And she said that, and I made her do. I I was acting like a fucking director. I was acting like. Did you ever see the the video of uh, Matt Damon chewing out that like what was the guy? He's like he's like half brown. What's his name? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his fucking name right now it's though. Probably Brody. It's probably Brody something. Um, but he like I was like it, a little bit more. Can you give a little bit like? And I was like getting irritated with her on the <laughs> third time we hung out, and then I just layered her voice. And so literally the, about the amount of time, well, I guess it wasn't the third, it was probably the like 10th time we hung out, but like around the time I started dating my girlfriend who I now live with, 
<laughs> is that's that's when I started my podcast. And, and how long has that been? Um, well, I guess I've been with my girlfriend for two years. Mm, a little yeah. over two years. That's about the same and, time frame as me and my girlfriend, right? When we started our podcast. <laughs> yeah. And it's a, it's a real goddamn shame that I moved in with my girlfriend before I had any major success with the <laughs> podcast. So, you know, there is, there's, there's time markers with these with certain things in your life. And you're like, wow, one of one aspect of my life really shot up a lot faster than the other. <laughs> I missed out on some opportunities on the other side. Right. Yeah, you, you've I have done a, like, you've done like over a hundred episodes, haven't you? You're at like 130 or something like yeah, that. I think you're at 130. 140, 140 something, mm. I think. Yeah. That's yeah. not a good thing though. That is, that's just because I can speak a ridiculous amount. Yeah. That's because no you have too much to say. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's become, it's, I now I'm like Dr. Umar Johnson, where I'm just saying shit now. It, it means nothing where he's like, he, I mean, are you guys familiar with Dr. Umar Johnson? I'm Luke, not. you're fucking muted. Don't, what are you muting yourself for, Luke? My, my, I was waiting for my dog to start barking because somebody was outside my apartment. Oh. So you're like black guy? It's a black guy. No, it wasn't a black guy. It was <laughs> an old white lady. Oh. Even scarier, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. It, German I have a German shepherd, so she sees a shadow and she's like, I'm gonna bark at it. I'm gonna bark at it. My dad used to have a Belgian Melamois, which is like I mean it's it's like a taller, thinner version of a German shepherd. German shepherd yeah. is a little more bulk. But those fuckers can just, I mean, I tell you what, if a Belgian Melon or a German Shepherd, they run at you full speed, they'll light your ass up. You're a grown oh, yeah. man. They'll still light your ass up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's fucking, she's a small German Shepherd. She's not, she's German Shepherd and Husky. And she's a little skinny fucking 45, 55 pound German Shepherd. And she'll take off at a full sprint and try to dive into me. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you're going to break my leg. <laughs> Get off me. And they lead with the crown of a helmet. I know. They do that. They fucking do that like like James Harrison. They fucking <laughs> they don't care. They don't care about the new NFL protocols. They will come after your ass. They don't care. They they're like John Lynch. Remember John Lynch in the early 2000s? Yeah, I'm a Broncos would, like, fan. I'm a Broncos dude, fan. When he would legitimately like concuss people and just laugh about it. Yeah. Yeah, he like, loved that's it. Like yeah, he's, he's my favorite player. Person. That was my first jersey or dude, second jersey. He's a truly insane person. Oh, yeah. I love it. John Lynch. Yeah. He's fucking like he's like on the level of insanity as Ronnie Lott. Like he, are you, he clearly are you a Giants fan? No, no, no. I'm a I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. So I, I, I'm from South Dakota. So I'm a from I'm from South Dakota. So you you have two options in South Dakota. You can do like if you're from West River, South Dakota, you do uh, Broncos mostly. Um, and then if you're East River, you do Vikings. I didn't like either. Just my dad didn't like either. So I like my dad was a Dolphins fan for like, so for the first like 10 years of my life, I was a, I was just a Dolphins fan. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. And <laughs> so I just, I just started picking randomly throughout the country. And so I'm a, a Panthers fan. I'm a Dodgers fan and I'm a Knicks fan. And it's just, it's scattered sporadic. It's yeah. Like I, like I choose teams like Biden chooses policies. He's like, I don't even know. This one. That one. <laughs> that yeah, one. Yeah. I'm going to pick that yeah. one. 
Yeah. Hey, we're three and zero. We're three and zero. We got an easy schedule. We got the Cowboys coming up next week. That's going to be fine. I don't think that we're going to lose to them. A lot of people are saying, "Hey, I don't know if the Panthers' defense has been tested enough to to withstand a Cowboys offense." I say, "Fuck you." If anything, the Panthers' offense will struggle against the Yo, Cowboys. Defense. I just want oh, you to yeah, know, you I hate out. the Panthers. I hate the Panthers right now because yeah. last week I had a parlay that was Christian McCaffrey. Uh, getting 60 plus receiving yards, uh, a touchdown at any point in the game. Um, fucking whoever they were playing, what was the fucking backup quarterback's name for the bullshit ass team that you guys played last week? The Texans. Yeah. The Texans. Texans. I don't know his name, but Mike Davis or, or no, it's not Mike Davis. Something Davis though, throwing less than 200 yards, got that. And then the score being, I don't fucking remember what the last one was. It was another really fucking easy gimme one. And Christian McCaffrey, after getting four points on fantasy out the gate, goes out with a fucking hamstring injury and lost my $25 parlay that would have made me $500. Dude, this this fucking pisses me off. For the past three years, my first round pick got injured and is pretty much out for like eight weeks. Can I, I guess had... your can I guess your yes. first your first round picks? Okay, so one of them was McCaffrey, I'm assuming. Yes. Yes. One of them was Dalvin Cook. No. Fuck! All right. No, I'm it was McCaffrey, McCaffrey, er, er, and then uh, who was the first one? Well, the okay, actually, it's four. So the first one was David Johnson. Uh, oh yeah, back in like like four years ago. Yeah, literally then, four years ago. <laughs> and then I had Saquon Barkley the year after that, and <laughs> he got. And then um, McCaffrey, Michael McCaffrey. Thomas. Oh no! Yeah, right. McCaffrey, McCaffrey. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Thomas was in another league, but yeah, that was another first round pick. And I, Michael, Michael fucking Thomas got injured. It's fucking like, and then you had, you had Aaron Rodgers the one year he got injured and played (laughs) only played half the season. Yeah, dude. I'm like cursed. Like any of the top players of that position, I always, I can end up having them and they get injured. So I'm just not going to pick first round anymore. Well, so in my opinion, depending on, how quickly McCaffrey recovers from this injury. I mean, he's had quite a few different injuries. Last season, he had two injuries. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, and this is this is controversial, and I'm going to go on the record as, as being very controversial, even though I say faggot and retard on my show. Hey, um, welcome. That's, that's not controversial. This is controversial. I think the Panthers should get rid of Christian McCaffrey. Why? Well... Draft capital. When was the last time he um, draft capital? When was the last time he completed a season? Was uh, his, his rookie year. I think that was the only time he ever completed a season. Yeah, because so the no second point. season he went out at the end. Right. So the only time uh, we have one season out of what is this? Four, three, four, four. Yeah, I think, four. This is the fourth one. Um, that he's ever completed a season. You're paying him way too much right because at this point i mean he's at this point the average game amount of games that he plays during the season between all four years is maybe 11 10 something like that there's no point yeah trade him away and the first thing that all these retarded gms and and owners are going to do is they're going to go this is dumb of the panthers let's jump on this just give and then trade him away for like a first round draft pick. Trade him away for two picks. I yeah. don't give a fuck what you do. You cannot if he's this injury prone. This is the third season in a row. 
that he's had to miss multiple games. Okay. And I don't even get like they didn't put they didn't put him on the IR. So I don't know how many games he's gonna miss this. Well, this hopefully week. less than three, right? Because if hopefully. not, they would have put him on IR. Right. So so thank you for explaining it. Anybody who doesn't follow football, yes. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the fucking weird ass anarchists, they they get mad at us when we talk football because they're right. plebs and they're right. like, Oh, you know, the the games yeah. of the emperor. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah they I always give uh, a shit. Oh, it's a yeah, it's like a corporation, and it's like, dude, I know it's corrupt. Like, I know it's fucking yeah. whittled with corruption. I know there's I love some. It. They're being really shady about that. Honestly, it makes me respect it a little bit more. Yeah, like they're I okay just with en- it. <laughs> I enjoy that, and then I yeah. just, but I also just I'm like enjoy watching like fucking really athletic men slam into each other. <laughs> I like that. Dude. Yeah, like by like torso to torso. <laughs> fucking they have those six packs but they're like fat six packs yeah so you know their yeah. muscle they're not like this skinny white guy from west virginia six pack that the only reason that, that you can see their abs is because they're severely ill and they don't have any fat <laughs> they're malnutritioned <laughs> they literally are f- like you see like have you ever seen like ap's stomach it's f- kind of fat it looks yeah. fat it's but like it's DK- all fucking dk yeah. metcalf or you say metcalf yeah, yeah yeah it's like a bloated six-pack and you're like oh that's literally like muscle and i didn't know you could build muscle onto your stomach <laughs> like a bicep like it's it's insane it's insane but i think they i think the panthers should get rid of them yeah and listen if you're libertarian if you're an anarchist if you're a fucking autist um welcome we haven't done a proper introduction and yeah. that's probably <laughs> bothering you because you're fucking an autist but <laughs> like if if i could compare this to politics if there was a really uh, a truly good um genuine libertarian through and through ideologically consistent through and through very dave smith like but people just hated him he was an autist he was he couldn't appeal to the people. There was nothing he could do to gain momentum for the movement. What are you going to do? Are you going to keep him at the front lines? Or are you going to understand that even though he has this particular talent, it's not necessarily playing out the way that you thought it would? Would you tell him back a bit for strategy purposes? Or would you keep him up at the front lines for whatever reason? For yeah. traditional purposes where you think, oh, this guy has always been the guy that we look to for strategy and for whatever. No, you don't keep the autist in the front lines. McCaffrey's the, the autist. He keeps getting injured. <laughs> Not doing anything, even though he's got immense talent. Oh, yeah. If he's you, not but actually if you... bringing anything to the team. He's not bringing value to the team. So, you know, you don't send Scott Horton – Although he's great, I've had him on the show. He took shit on my face intellectually, and I love him for it. <laughs> you don't send him to a charisma conference, do you? No. He's great, right? But he's not for that particular scene. So th- this is how I'll compare McCaffrey to, to libertarianism or anarchism or whatever. You have to understand people's strengths. Right. And what the Panthers are not doing is not understanding McCaffrey's strengths. He's great in short bursts. You cannot give him 60 touches in the first two weeks. Why? He's injury prone. He's yeah. injury prone. You need to be very, very light with him at the beginning of the season and then gradually increase the load 
to the end of the season. And if they're not going to do that, then just get rid of him. Just get yeah. rid of him. Because he's going to hurt you and you're going to have to pay for him anyways. Correct. Yeah. 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 And I think the Panthers, when they made the move for Sam Darnold, now me and Luke used to me and Luke used to always say is like, dude, I think Sam Darnold's actually a pretty good quarterback. He's just on the fucking jets. And, and he you know, just I had, thought, he just had yeah. a fucking what's his face as his coach. <laughs> yeah. That fucking guy that destroys people's careers. I don't know uh, who, uh, he's the jets head coach. He's still the jets head coach, isn't he? No, he got fired last year at the end of the year. I think. No, there's a nine 11 bald guy now, but that, that, that... a nine 11 bald guy. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's uh, isn't he the head coach? Like they did a they did a story. Oh, Robert on... Sala, Sala, yeah. or whatever. Like he lost, like his brother was died yeah. or something. I don't know. Oh um, yeah, yeah, he's the one that yeah he was coach. He was the defensive head coach for um, San Fran for multiple years. Oh, that psychopath. Yeah, the big <laughs> dude, fucking he's... built motherfucker looks like yeah, a firefighter. Dude. The dumb yeah. wop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah adam gase is who i was talking about adam gase he just like ruins really good people's careers anyways um so for all the artists that haven't uh that have never met you you're zach you do the unfit statesman podcast yeah why'd you start that and where'd you get the name from um why did i start it i don't know yeah. i started it i started it because i like attention okay um <laughs> Where'd I get the name from? I don't, I, I don't know. Just kind of, really just kind of put it just like, like it was just kind of a thing where I was just thinking about it and it just was like, you know, I had like a list of it and I'm like, I like that one kind of like, there's no special okay. nothing. I was just wondering. Some people yeah, are like super particular about their names and I was like unfit statesman. That's pretty cool. And yeah. I think it fits you. Art. <laughs> Art. Our name was almost uh, Vets Against Government. So the initials would have been VAG. <laughs> Wait, so so vet, would you say VAT? Vets? vets? Oh, Vets Against Government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, that would have been clever. Yeah. Well, we thought, we we thought also... it was funny, but it was a, it was too much of a play off of uh, the uh, Friends Against Government fag cast guys, uh, if yeah. you know them. But they were no, the ones that kind of convinced us into like – actually going to do our own show and we yeah. were like all right cool and then we were like do you care if we we're not very clever and we're not very bright <laughs> or creative yeah. so we were like do you mind if we just call ourselves the vages and we can be vets yeah. against government and you guys can be friends against government and they're like yeah sure but you guys should probably think of something else and then we came up with biting the bullet just because we've had a lot of people commit suicide by <laughs> using a bullet that, so we're like true. yeah Whatever. You know what's it crazy? Works. Have you guys have you guys ever talked to uh, the Cajun Libertarian? Yes, uh, not not on our podcast, but I've talked to him on Twitter quite a bit. So what's interesting is I was talking to him on my podcast about the problem with like depression with vets and mm-hmm. the suicide rate and everything. And I was, I, you know, and we started talking about like the 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 aspect of of re you know ingratiating yourself into society after being deployed and he was talking about how like if you're a medic in the army when you come back you're not at all qualified or they say that you're not at all qualified to be like a paramedic yeah here and like to me i was like 
that makes zero sense whatsoever. Like, I, I don't understand how none of the skills or not enough of the skills from being a, a war medic or a, 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 a an army medic, like it's not enough to transfer to at least hire you for the job and do some on the job training. And yeah. it's like, he, he goes, he, and he, and he told me, and I didn't know this. I have no experience with the military whatsoever. He's like, it's not true. None of this translates. And yeah. they don't tell you that. No, they don't, they don't tell, tell you shit. They just, yeah, they just say, we're going to give you training, but they don't specify that this training will not be sustainable for your career. If yeah. you, you know, granted you make it out of war. <laughs> yeah. And I was so, a radio operator and you know, I could probably work on any of the telecommunication systems out here, like in Phoenix, like I could work on any of those radio towers. I understand how they work. I understand everything about it. And they're like, no, you need a four-year degree. And I'm like, what? Right. What? I just, I set up communications for like thousands and thousands of people constantly. Um, so they can talk on either two way high frequencies, you know, any kind of radio transmissions, uh, internet. And they're like, nope, right. you need a four year degree or nothing you did in the military matters. And it's like, well, well, fuck that. I'm not going through a four year degree where I have to go to African American cinema study from the sixties. It's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? How does yeah. that help me in any way getting a career? Right. Yeah. I don't I know. Think... I, I mean, let me ask you guys this, because I, I guess I don't know. Like I said, I know nothing really about um, vets and like what the, the struggles are when they come back home. But is it, and I ask Cajun Libertarian this, is it the, is it the private sector's problem when you come back home that they are unwilling or unable to just see the qualifications that the vets have? Or is it the military's problem for not adequately giving you the skills that you can put on a resume to translate into the private sector once you come home? Which one is it? I think it's kind of both. So our <clears throat> certifications in the military don't translate or hit the same wickets that are required in private sector jobs. So like, you know, there's like different certificate, there's certifications for fucking anything. And the majority of the jobs in the military are at least for like the East, the, the enlisted side, like all the guys that aren't officers, all the enlisted guys they're it's basically trade jobs, you know, like that's what they are. They're basically trade jobs. They, but there's a whole bunch of certifications that you have to go through on the private side to do the same amount of things. And the way unions and government, uh, accrediting, um, is required on the private side, uh, isn't required on the military side and so they're just like yeah it doesn't translate you didn't do enough of the same hours that we require on the private side so it doesn't give you the same certification i think yeah do and, you think so typo does that make sense yeah i think there's a lot of things that well i think a lot of things like the military does it's like it's for like quick get this shit done fast you're in the like especially in the marine corps because we were like we're more of like a first to fight type of branch so like all all the stuff there is like quick get it done fast maybe you skip a bunch of like safety steps or whatever but you got to get this done like example for like we there was a construction platoon that was in our uh engineer battalion and like a lot of things that they built would work but like with all like the 
safety measures and stuff here in America that they have to use because of like OSHA or whatever. Um, uh, like the military just bypasses half that shit. So like the, the schools that they're building in like the Philippines aren't like what some like a government or like a contractor would build here in like America. So it doesn't exactly translate the best. But it's, it's and, not like, it's, it's not like they don't the know government. how to do it. Yeah. And it's the government like being in charge of like jobs. So they're just terrible at uh, allocating resources properly. So like, I just don't think that the, the, the correct management happens in the military that will translate well in the private sector and the whole like attitude of like the military is like, we're doing this to kill people or especially in the Marine Corps is like, you know, we're doing this for like a serious battle. Like if this is life or death type stuff, but then you're not, you know, life or death in the private sector. And like, <laughs> no one's like yelling at you because you didn't shave or whatever. So there's like that, like, I don't know, you have to like kind of change how you live your life coming in out of the military into the private sector. Well, I mean, don't the military pays for your college, I thought. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, you, you get like a GI bill, uh, everyone at the post 9-11 GI bill. So you can go you can go back to school for uh, I think they'll pay up to like a four year degree to get like a bachelor's degree. But, um, but a lot you, of a lot yeah. of people, I would say that are more like in the military, I would say kind of more are right wing, right wing or right leaning. So then a lot of times they'll go to college and they fucking hate their lives because it's like left wing propaganda all through the college. Yeah. yeah yeah and you can't say I faggot took, in a class well no and i took a i took a class called the literature of race class and gender oh jesus and i think i think it may have been if you want to ask why i started the podcast i think it was because of the class i took in literature of race class and gender where they were like you know black people actually can be racist toward themselves not only black people but themselves because white people convince them to be racist and i'm like you know if you got convinced to be racist maybe you're just racist <laughs> like, I don't, like if somebody convinced you they're like hey man you shouldn't like blacks and you went you know maybe maybe, maybe you had it in you maybe you just had it in you yeah. i've never i've never heard a i've never heard a compelling argument to just hate a random person without any reason like i've never heard that i've never Dude, heard it before well that's funny because in the military we get that all the time because like yeah. we gotta hate other people so like i mean and don't get me wrong like some of the stuff they use to like make it like hey they fucking i don't know they beat their women and it's like oh fuck but like half the people like grew up with their fathers beat their wives so they're like you know like <laughs> or they not, beat their wives enough. that's not enough yeah, <laughs> yeah. but there but it, there is just like uh yeah there is like this weird like just things that like i mean you know like there's all these like there's a lot of like races oh did we lose typo people and stuff you hear oh, the military all the time i mean we talked about this on our first episode oh can you hear me yep yep yeah, i got you okay yeah but i was just saying like remember our very first episode yeah we were talking about well, like the what? racism so in the military I feel like I'd be very good at that job, like actually like using tactics to foment hate, hate. toward a certain group of it's people. It's very easy. I feel like I could do it. I'd be like, listen, 
You can fucking respect somebody who says they don't eat pork just because they're better. <laughs> Dude, everybody had a problem with them fucking goats. Like it was like that was like the first thing that people would would say about like Iraqis and Afghan uh, Afghani people. They'd be like, "Dude, do you know they fuck goats?" And it's always like some country hillbilly fuck. And you're like, "Dude, you, your mom fucked your cousin. Like that's why yeah, you're dude. here." Dude, I've I'm from South Dakota. My uncle told me a story about uh a fucking his it would have been his cousin who took him out to a fucking shed in iowa and was like watch this and he fucked the pig and my uncle was like nope yeah i'm not gonna you know i'm not doing that (laughs) and and it was it's like it is crazy like if you get the more like rural and like traditional what you would consider like conservative like god country like the bible belt the closer you get to like the weird parts of Islamic culture, right? Not a fan of gays. Women, shut your mouth, which that's fine. <laughs> Animals, can we make them come? I'm gonna find out. Like you, like you, there's different, at, like there's all this overlap of fuckery and it's, it's bizarre. And I think the reason that a lot of the hate comes out of those sects of the population, whether it's in Afghanistan or Iraq or fucking Pakistan, whatever it is, or Iowa or Alabama or whatever, is because they're retarded. Yeah. Right? Because the more retarded you are, the less you can empathize. That's yeah. the problem. Right? And I, I shouldn't even say retarded because truly retarded people empathize more than anybody else. My aunt was retarded. She's dead. But she, I tell you what. She could empathize with literally anybody except fucking, I tell you what, the only thing that she could not wrap her head around and be respectful toward was uh, grade schoolers in a band. When, she came <laughs> my when they were playing, the like when the band came out or the orchestra came out to play Christmas music, she's like, nope, no, nope. Nope. They had to, like they had to leave. <laughs> they had to leave with her. It doesn't like, sound like, right. It doesn't yeah, sound right. This is trash. <laughs> it's like there's a fine line between like stupid and retarded because retarded people like truly mentally retarded people they're like yeah i don't give a shit about anything i like all of people i give everybody and then stupid people hate everybody yeah right so stupid people hate everybody retarded people kind of love everybody it's very bizarre and it's a fine line it's a very fine line yeah but yeah no you do see it in like the rural the rural like god-fearing person it they're they're a lot similar across the world than they are dissimilar, <laughs> but they hate each other right. for it. They fucking hate each other, dude. They hate each other, and it's because it's like a t- like I said, it's 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 football. It's teams. <laughs> you just pick. You're just on the other team, and then if somebody transferred, like if Bin Laden after they drafted they drafted Bin Laden, they drafted Bin Laden. They're like, yeah, if they would have saw on ESPN that we traded fucking <laughs> Stanley McChrystal for fucking Osama bin Laden, they switched. I mean, everybody would have been like, new guy. All right, new let's guy. do it. Let's, let's see how he does on. for the yeah. team this year. Like, Come what, on what, now. I think uh, he's, good in, the, he's he, good in the pocket. He's yeah. comfortable in the pocket. I like it. He makes like critical it. game time decisions. Yeah. yeah. You know, he knows how to win games. He knows how that, to win games. And, you know, we, we haven't had that in a while. Yeah. They should have, like... <laughs> For the nation building they did in Afghanistan, they should have just gave him a, a football team and brought it into the NFL. Dude, <laughs> Dude that yeah. would have been great. I might have cheered. For sure. I might have cheered for them like halfway through. What, like, the Iraqi goats, like what would, what would they be? 
What would Iraq's national football team? Dude, be? if it was the goats, I would fucking lose. I might actually. Well, everybody loves teams. them there anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, <laughs> it would have been it would have been the fucking genie lamps from Aladdin on the helmets. Dude, fucking, it would have been it would have been fucking great. Dude, if they could have been I like could, teal, you, teal and copper color, like that'd be pretty fucking dope. Like I'd be about it. Or just all brown. <laughs> all brown. It's just all brown. There's just a sand dune on the shoulder pad. You're like, I like it. I like it. Let's put it in. Let's yeah. Put it in. Redskin, if the Redskins have to reform, fuck this. Let's fucking. I'm I'm ready. The fucking camels. All right. Oh. <laughs> Is it Saudi? No. Are there camels in? I don't even know if there's pat. Like I'm sure the tribesmen of Afghanistan have camels. I feel yeah. like people who people of tribes have camels yeah in in the right. middle east they got camels in in the united states they have horses it's the same thing if you're a tribe you got horses in the in the, the americas and if you're horses in the middle got east a little speed though they can yeah. they can are camels fast camels can fast. be quick they're not fast they they're quick but they can go forever yeah they're yeah, they can go and they're without water right yeah yeah they're they're long form long distance they're, traveling yeah, they're like Kenyans. They can just run. They're not <laughs> like they're not for the hundred meter. They're for the fucking the marathon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, camels are Ken- Kenyans are camels. Kenyans are yeah, camels. The Kenyan. Can the I Kenyan create camels. if I could the Kenyan camels? To, like there we go. I would. Well, no, I don't want to do that route. I don't want to create a football. I want to create a new racial slur for Kenyans. Oh God. So I'm gonna do that here on your show. Okay, whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna create a new racial slur for Kenyans. You call them okay. camels because they're good at, at long distance running. They don't have to stop. Is there any is there any racial slurs that are besides the one that you just made up? That's like a compliment, like it's a stereotypical compliment, but people will take it as a slur. That you Black know, people of? are athletic. Well, I know, but that's not you wouldn't that wouldn't be a slur. Like I'm talking about like actual slurs because you just made a slur that's actually a compliment to their endurance running. Yeah. I mean, no, no, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, unless where did, okay. Where did, I never know this. Maybe you get, where did the term like wet back come from? They backstroke across the river. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> That's what it is. Which is which is hilarious because I don't think I've never seen a Mexican in the in the Olympics for swimming. Or backstroke. Or backstroke. <laughs> I don't the, think the... I don't know. Or maybe is it maybe because they're sweaty? They're, they work hard? Yeah, that's that's what it is. Is it? Yeah, that's what it is. Well, that's what it was here in Arizona. That's what the, that's why they got called them here in Arizona. <laughs> they called them wetbacks because they were always out in the sun working. But then it's kind of the same thing for white, like poor white people. They're rednecks because they're always outside working and they're stupid. Right. Their necks yeah. get red. And they get, yeah, they get sunburned. Yeah. I, th- I think mayo monkey is a funny one for white people. Mayo monkey is a good one. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Mayo <laughs> when, monkey. You, when you call like a uh, journalist on Twitter that they get like weirded out. They don't know how to respond. <laughs> yeah, because I tell you what. They're like if you're anti-white slur, then you're kind of also anti-woke because there's like there's an underlying anti-white sentiment to the woke narrative. So if you are anti-white, like if you come out, like if you say you're a fucking mayo monkey, you're a ranch dressing monkey, you're a ranch dressing ape, 
okay and they go like oh, oh oh my stars they now are like contributing to the perpetuation of white supremacy where like like they're you know what it is they're con- they're contributing to white fragility they can't yeah. take any type of critique about their whiteness right yeah because if this you is- do you're racist Right. So because Robin D'Angelo, actually, Robin D'Angelo is very smart. People are calling him are calling her dumb, which the, the, the theory is dumb, but she's actually quite smart because she's created a, a, a way to if somebody calls you racist, like if if you guys just called me, like if there's a black guy in the show and we don't have any. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> who said, dude, you're being racist. And I went, no, I don't I don't think I'm being racist at all. I'm just I'm 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 saying the truth. Now, because I rejected his accusation of racism, I'm now uh, displaying what's called white fragility, which is a form in and of itself of racism. It's a perpetuation of white supremacy. And so the fact that she created a, an argument where if you argue against somebody's accusation uh, of racism, that argument against the racism whether or not it's righteous is itself racist (laughs) it's very it's like inception it's it's very it's smart it's very smart of her to 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 kind of pick apart this this uh you know how people debate and how people argue and 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 strategize that way it's very smart of her yeah it totally got rid of like the the argument back like you can't make an argument back because if you argue back you're you are right. what the argument that was thrown at you is automatically proven correct. <laughs> and you're like, well, right. and, and then if you just accept it, then you lose anyway. So you're fucked. It's, it's literally a lose, lose situation. Well, that's, I mean, that's, I suppose that most of their argument, like the woke narrative, whether it's race, sex, whatever it is, they've structured their arguments to kind of not you're you're unable even if you actually prove them wrong the fact that you even attempted to prove them wrong shows that you are what they said that you are yep and it's smart like i said from a strategy perspective it's actually brilliant and you know the only way that you can deconstruct the argument a lot of people you know, if, if, if somebody says that you're racist and the fact that you can't see, like sometimes, you know, if somebody accuses you being racist, you can, you know, go, how am I being racist? Tell me exactly how I'm being racist. They'll just go like, oh, the fact that you can't see it shows that you, but you, the next argument after that state, and I think a lot of like conservatives, libertarians, just anybody who wants to make a joke, I guess, <laughs> shouldn't be an argument to that statement itself. It should be uh, more of a critique or a question about their strategy, a strategy about going about the conversation. So instead of saying, you know, when they say, well, the fact that you don't know tells me you're racist, instead of going, well, that's dumb. I don't, well, you should say, well, you've structured this conversation in a way that I can't even learn. So tell, you have to explain this to me, you know, you should, you should almost, you know, approach it to a, as a student and say, because you said that my argument back to yours 
is itself a problem, you need to explain why it's a problem. Because if you're going to simply argue back that it is a problem and you deem yourself the winner, then the structure of the conversation itself has been completely dissolved and now there's nowhere else to go here. And there's clearly more to, to you know, we have, we can dig deeper. And yeah. so like if you attack their their arguments from a perspective of I'm going to attack their arguments from the structure of their actual argument instead of their argument itself. There's more to be gained from that because as soon as you start doing that, I think they'll, they'll fold because I don't think they've ever focused on that. Or yeah. I don't think enough conservatives or libertarians or whoever it is fighting the woke, probably liberals too, um, have done that where they've, they've actually attacked a person or debated a person on the actual structure of their debate methods instead of the con the you know the, the 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 substance of the actual debate who do you who do you think's winning right now in the united states in the culture war do you think it's the wokists or just the liberals who do you think's winning right now i think because there's a there's a de there's a clear defining difference between both of them does that make sense like i think there's a difference between like just the normal liberals the lefty liberals they're that most of them consider themselves centrists. They are, for the most part, anti-war, but they're like, we need to save the Afghani women. Um, they think that- They run their mouths. Yeah, they think corpos are bad. These, these are the liberals, these aren't the wokest. They think corpos are bad, but they love going to Walmart. Um, you know, those like the centrists and that's like, that's kind of my consideration of like the liberal left. And then you have the woke progressives, which are like the BLM Marxists and the, um, the, what well, I can't remember her name. You just said it, but the white fragilogist, the girl that Robin wrote, D yeah, yeah. Her, like, those are like the progressive leftists or a lot of the liberals that are kind of centrists that are like, yeah, race is a problem and we could we could get a lot better, but I don't think every, white people are inherently racist. Like, who do you think's winning right now on the left? Well, I think what you're, I don't know exactly. A lot of, like, if you look at the political compass, the top left is in power. Yeah. Right. The top left of the political right. compass is, is in power. Um, the bottom left you know, half of them are are still buying into the woke. The other half have abandoned it. Like they're just they're 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 truly they think that socialism is the way to go. They want guns, and they think that you should be able to say whatever you want. Yeah. Right. And that's an interesting sect of the the lower you know lower left. Yeah. The lower left quadrant. Um. And I've talked to a few of them, and they're much more respectable. They're much more ideologically consistent. Um, I disagree with them on certainly like economic measures and, and things of that nature. But I mean, I think that's where their economic consistency goes out the window. Is usually, or their logical consistency goes out the window. Is usually when it comes to economics. Well, I don't know. Like, here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not smart enough to even deem whether or not they're right or wrong. Yeah, that's probably true. I'm probably not the best person to argue I, that either. <laughs> I literally, I just, uh, what I enjoy 
about that. It's like the the bottom eighth, the the lower left eighth, one eighth of of that quadrant. They're not for wokeism. They are. They call themselves like anarcho-socialists, anarcho-communists, which I think yeah. is a juxtaposition, but they don't, which is fine. Um, but like, I, you know, they again. I could sit here and 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 critique their their, you know, economic ideology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. But the thing is, you know, a lot of people now are making the, the they're making these statements where they're like capitalism leads to fascism or and then you know you have capitalists or pro pro free market people going well no socialism communism leads to fascism and the only way that my mind can go to like the only place that my mind can go to from what i've read and from what i've seen and i'm again i'm not in i'm not i'm not a scholar um it seems like there isn't a single fucking economic system or governmental system that can't lead to fascism it seems like all of them can lead all, to fascism. All roads. All roads lead yeah. to fascism. If you let if you let it be. All systems of control, all hierarchies, whether it's social, uh financial, uh uh judicially, legislative, anything, all, all forced, hierarchies yeah. can lead to fascistic behavior. That's why they have to be regulated, not by a bureaucracy, but by the people who are being um, influenced by those systems. Right. And in my mind, again, to me, the closest thing we have to that is like a free market, you know, quote, on, they say, demo, quote, unquote, democracy. I don't know if democracy is necessarily the way, anarchy, whatever. But like, I, I like people keep just making blanket statements or like capitalism is the problem. It's like, well, yeah. what do you, you, you want to go live in Russia? You yeah. want to go in Russia? You want to be you want to be a faggot in Russia? Go try it. Go try yeah. it. I encourage yeah. you to go try it. And yeah. it's like, and it's the same thing too. And then if I say that, then they go, "Oh yeah, well, the gays have had struggles." And I'm like, "Yeah, of course they have. Of course they have. We're not great. We're not amazing. We're not the fucking the moral fucking you know beacon. We're not the northern but, star on moral moral right, hierarchy. Right. But, yeah. But." But the fact that there are people who are staking their arguments with certain political ideologies or certain political systems, certain economic hierarchies, certain certain government hierarchies, certain systems in general, and saying that the other system leads to fascism, when clearly both of them can, yeah. it just it's, it baffles me. So I don't know. I just like the bottom half of the political compass that's all i if we can just quell the 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 tension between anybody on the bottom half and go hey them on the top seem to be the issue and yes once we you know because there are people who are like well even if we eliminated them we'd have problems yeah but probably smaller problems yeah right? it wouldn't be as large scale as it is now because the, the top yeah. half wants the nationalistic, it's the very nationalistic half. Like that's what they're about. And if you go to the bottom half, it's more decentralized and they have just different ideas on how society should work together, I think for the most part. But the top half is like, nope, nationalistic, we all have to be together. And if we're not, then we're gonna fucking throw the other half in prison and fuck them. 
the further you get up, that's kind of how it goes. So it's like, it's like a weird, weird juxtaposition on the top half to the bottom half. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just, it's, it's a ridiculous notion that, I mean, the right left narrative, oh, the rights, ver- it's, it's, it's the Democrats versus the Republicans. I, in New York, I think it was a day ago, you had fucking people in mega hats marching with Trump supporters against the fucking vaccine mandate. It's like, at what point? <laughs> Is at the left right gone? <laughs> right. It's and, and, and eventually we're in this position where it's it's shifting. It's like the poles. You know how the poles are like gradually shifting? It's like that. It's like we're seeing the argument start to shift from right left to top bottom and it's happening slowly and we're kind of in this middle state here so people are still kind of you know the mainstream media can just tie it kind of loosely back to a right left uh dichotomy Mm -hmm. but that's not really you know that's a we i was just gonna say that's a great way to explain it i think that's it exactly i think the left and right is going away and it's it's really turning into top bottom i'm glad i'm on the bottom i guess uh you know bottom unity boy yeah yeah uh, that's interesting. Um, I don't know if you saw this article today, but it was kind of trending on Twitter for a little bit, but it was a article and it was taken like a poll in Virginia. Now, I'm, you know, I'm not sure how fucking honest Accurate these polls are, but it was just interesting that the poll came out and it said that over half of the Trump supporters that took the poll were in favor of secession states seceding from the union and 41% of Biden's supporters were in favor of uh, states seceding from the union. And I'm, I mean, I don't know what you can take from that, but it seems like like it, even blue state, red state, whatever, doesn't like it's not even that they want to elect like the president anymore. People have faith in like the traditional system. They just want to get it away from each other. Like they just don't want to be part of each other anymore. And I think that's a good trend that we're moving in. And what do you think secession is possible or in the future? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer to the question. I mean, it's, it's, it would quell tensions. Would you like to see secession? I don't know if I would necessarily like to see secession. Uh, I would rather see a return to to a much more localized to to where local governments have much more power within the union itself. Yeah. Like I I like I don't want the U.S. to break up. It's a great con- like if you look in the context of of the world. Of, of of world history it's a yeah. fucking amazing country it's amazing yeah it's amazing it truly is amazing i don't want that to break up if that's the only option as opposed to kind of where we're headed now i guess you know what you got to do what you got to do i would rather see a return to almost colonialism in the in a sense where the the states the local governments have much much more power yeah. Than, than the federal government. The federal government, I guess, I mean, the federal government was supposed to really only have like, it was like a one currency and then they had like federal military powers. And then that was kind of it. Other things, everything else was delegated to the states. 
And so I would much rather see that. I would rather see blotches of ridiculously different cultures in, in the United States to the point where California was only trannies fucking each other outside and smoking weed. And Alabama was only people who kept saying faggot over and over again and shooting guns in the air with conservative flags. But they didn't have to deal with each other. And so the union wasn't so fractured. I would rather see that than secession. But if secession is the only option to get us out of the situation that we're in now, then I would rather see secession that, that, than the situation that we're in now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, here's now, or, or so I should say, here's now. <laughs> Don't like it. Secession, secession's here. And then a return to like this, a more colonialist type, you know, states have powers and people can move freely within those those states and choose where they want to live based on the culture that they've um, that they've aggregated and formulated. And then, you know, if, if there's, there's probably going to be consequences, there will be population um, imbalances based on the culture. There will probably be, you know, in Cal, I mean, you look at that now, like Californians are moving to Texas because they're sick of the California culture, but they're still liberal. So they're moving to Texas. So it's like, states will correct themselves based on where people move and then i think as if if you just kind of let it happen naturally we'd be more balanced culturally and societally probably yeah i don't know no i think that makes sense. i know nothing i'm retarded by the way i'm yeah. mentally retarded i know nothing about this <laughs> that's it's why we bring people nothing. we're retarded too so we come we make this we made this show so we could ask each other these questions to act like we're fucking smart. And then at the yeah. end of it, we're like, but I'm retarded. So I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Don't listen to any yeah. of that. That's just what I think. Yes. I th you know, I think that's, I mean, I kind of agree with that fact. I think it would be horrible for the United States to break up if it's the only way to get away from what the fuck is happening right now. Absolutely. I'm all for it. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are kind of in that scenario, at least in the bottom right are just like yeah let's just fucking secede fuck these people understandable i'm kind of there i'm like ready to go i'm ready to just move to a fucking state that uh is fining corpos for uh you know mandate mandatory vaccine mandates for their employer employees i'm kind of fucking about it like i don't i don't think it's necessarily the right thing i don't think it's the libertarian thing but i don't give a shit because i don't want to get the fucking vaccine and uh, I don't yeah. want a corporation to tell me that I have to, to continue working. But it's like, I don't know, the whole COVID thing, I think it just sped everything up by like 10 times. Like it just sped up the, that authoritarian, fascistic, like blatant in your face fascism. Like I, it was there, but I think a lot of people didn't have to deal with it. And now it's like blatantly in their faces. And it's kind of interesting to, watching people's reactions i mean i don't know how it is where you are um jersey's jersey's not as horrible as you might think yeah they well, don't i've heard have, like, i've heard different things about jersey so i think it's like kind of interesting because it doesn't seem like it's on board with new york at all in some aspects yes in some aspects I mean, no murphy put murphy put covid patients back in the nursing homes oh nice i mean he still did like that bullshit but as of right now, there's no, like you can, I can go out. I can go out with my girlfriend. Either one of us are vaccinated 
Not because we're not, I'm not, by the way, I'm not even anti the vaccine. I just want more information. Yeah. Right. The, the information thus far has been inadequate, a little bit inadequate. It's, it's kind of, it's contradicted itself. Um, you know, it's, it's come out of Israel that, that, that natural immunity is 27 times more effective in preventing you from getting the virus than the vaccine. I don't even know if I've had to, I've tested negative, but that doesn't mean I've not had the virus. Right. You know, I could have been asymptomatic. I don't know. But I mean, the fact that, I mean, this is the healthiest I've been throughout the, the, the pandemic. I've gotten sick less during this pandemic. Too. Partially, it could be because of the isolation, could have been because of the mask. I'm not saying, but I'm saying there's no reason right now for me to get the vaccine to incur any more risk than I have to when clearly my immune system, I come in contact with tons of people every day and I don't, I've not gotten it. I haven't yeah. gotten it Same. or I haven't, if I have gotten it, it's not affected me. Right. And you know, there's just no, if, if it came out, so, so uh, apparently the Pfizer phase four human trial is supposed to end, in, I think April of 2023. If in April of 2023, they have dis they've discovered no long-term effects, which, by the way, doesn't necessarily mean it's safe. They're, they right. discover long-term effects 10, 15 years after a drug has been FDA approved and, and been marketed in mass. Yeah. Um, but we all take risks. You know, it's, it's, it, it is what it is. But if by the end of 2023, there there hasn't been any discovery of any long-term effects or short-term effects, um. Or, or a reasonable amount, or I should say reasonably, within reason, there haven't haven't been, you know, because every drug has whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd be more apt to take it then. I don't trust U.S. data. I, am, I have been listening to, like, U.K. data. Um, Israel yeah. seems to be somewhat truthful. Um, even Australia, like Australia is truthful about their, their cases. They said that I, I think the last week there was, I think it was the new South Wales health, whoever said that there was like 159 new, new, uh, cases, hospitalizations oh, from, hospitalization. from COVID-19. And I like 98% of them were vaccinated and they say that. And I think, you know, even though Australia is legitimately insane right now, they're being seemingly truthful with their numbers because the numbers are contradicting their policies, which if they weren't being truthful, you would think that they would just make them line up with the policies that they're implementing. But the U S is, and I was telling my mother, this, my mother's a nurse in Connecticut. She had to deal with the worst of it. Like when the ICUs were flooded, yeah. when we first got that spike, she wasn't even an ICU nurse. So they shoved her in there and said, fucking figure it out. And I felt bad. I mean, she saw people die because like, the, you know, the first spike was insane, right? Because yeah. it was a new virus. People didn't know how, like their immune systems were all fucked. They didn't know how to handle it. So people just dying left and right. And so, you know, she was saying, well, the data here say that it's, it's the majority of people being hospitalized are unvaccinated. And I said, okay, I understand that. But in the UK, Right. In England, in Ireland, in Scotland, in Israel, in France, in Greece, in Australia, the stats say the exact opposite, that over 50 percent of the hospitalizations are amongst the vaccinated. 
right? And the reason why I'm more apt to trust those statistics as opposed to the American statistics is because American media, American, the, the American medical system itself is much more influenced by big pharma. Yeah. And this is just, you can see this in how, how, how much they give to the political system, how much they, how much they donate to, to major media corporations. Yeah. Right. How, how a, a pharmaceutical sales rep can, you know, start basically kind of influencing uh, a, a student while they're still in college. Like these things don't happen in other countries, but they do here. Right. The, I didn't realize I didn't know this. There, I, This blew my mind. I, I was laying in bed with my girlfriend and she was whining. And I said, shh, because <laughs> I'm a man. Um, treat women nice. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Your girlfriend's going to come like, in and just like whip you up. Yeah, she's going to come in and just fucking give me a backhand. <laughs> Stop. I was, I was, I was, <laughs> I'm with my friends. <laughs> I'm with my friends. God. No. So, but I was, I was laying and they said that the only country that allows pharmaceutical companies to market directly to consumers, whether it's through billboards or commercials is America. We're the only country that allows that in, in the world, in the fucking world. So are we the ones who figured that out and said, you know what? It's, it's important that we, have access to this or is it because the pharmaceutical companies have a stranglehold on the media and they do by the way you can look at the donation numbers yeah they have a they have a stranglehold on the politics and they do you can look at the donation numbers the biggest uh the, lobbyists is they're 315 billion dollars a year from uh big pharma to lobby or the biggest the lobbyists largest uh lobbying entity in american politics they're bigger than big oil democrats like to go oh big oil have a you know no no no. they're like they give like twice yeah. the amount that big oil gives the largest donation that pfizer gave was to the biden campaign the next largest uh donation they gave was to the dnc the next largest uh uh, uh donation they gave was to the democratic house committee I mean, so it's like, I understand, I'm not, not everything is a conspiracy. I understand that. Okay. But come on, you're telling me that there's no influence. Yeah. Well, especially when Kamala Harris is on record, you know, at the beginning of, or at the end of Trump's term saying like, I will never take Trump's vaccine. And then yeah, four Cuomo months too. later, yeah, Cuomo. I mean, there's, there's like posts daily that people find on Twitter where they go back and look at people's uh, actual tweets on the vaccine when Trump finally brought it out or he brought it out and they were like, <laughs> you have it right there. No, I, it's not focusing. I was just oh. going to read this. The biopharm, this is according to Forbes, the biopharmaceutical industry provides 75% of the FDA's drug review budget. Is wow. this a problem? I don't know, John LaMatina. <laughs> yeah, but it, it is. <laughs> I think it unless is. The, unless the article consists of the word yes, period, and nothing else, then you're retarded. Yeah, it's a fucking problem. 
I mean, why do you think like here's here's one thing that I would like to know, because Democrats like to I'm pissed at Democrats because they seem to be the one pushing this vaccine mandate. And that seems to be the prevalent subject. Yeah. As far as as far as tyranny goes at the moment. Right. How hard did Democrats push to see Trump's tax returns? How fucking hard. So hard. And you know who I I did, too. Yeah, I did, too. Why? Why? Because what's the biggest indicator of of influence? What Money. influences people the most? Money. Right. So if why wouldn't you want to see Trump's tax returns? You want to see where he's getting his money from, because then you have a better idea of who he is vulnerable to be influenced by. Right. It's like debt. It's like debt, right? In any other situation, people look at like, if you're in a certain amount of debt in the military, they'll separate you from your They'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) They'll separate you you from your unit or separate you from the military because they they're like, well, he's a possible, you know, threat to national security because they're in so much debt. And it's like, it's the same thing debtors do. They look to see where your debt is. So they know, oh, can I give this person money or or is that person going to ask them for money and they're definitely going to give them money over me money? And it's the same thing. I want to know where these people are getting paid from. And if, and fuck, dude, for how that's the problem. Like with America right now, it kind of, it just bothers me that there's so many people that refuse to see like the forest through the trees, like that, that, that saying, they just won't, like you can show them those things right up to their face. Like, look here, here's fucking Pfizer's donations over the last year and a half, where did they go? Who's pushing everything? And you can show them on the next page where they went and the people pushing them and they're the same names. And you're like, don't, don't you think that's a little weird? And you guys have been rallying. I, I was a big lefty growing up. I have fucking two moms. Like we, I grew up very fucking left. I was like, nobody should have fucking guns. The only people that should have guns is the military so we can kill terrorists. That was a, lot a weird. Of sm- I was, a lot of, lot of, a lot of smells in your childhood. Home. Yeah, <laughs> smells. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's so I grew up a fucking lefty, and then I grew up, and I was like, "Wow, these people are fucking horrendous." And I was like, "All right, maybe I'm a righty." Looked at the right, and I was like, "Well, these I hated them yeah. already." And I was like, "These well, yeah. most of them are fucking stupid or retarded, anyways." So I'm like, "All right, well, I can't do that." And then I found my way into this fucking even more autistic circle than either of those two. But I was just, I, I cannot stand the left's inability to be like, to realize two years ago, they were yelling at Big Pharma for not allowing hemp and weed to be sold all across the United States. And now they're rallying for Big Pharma, the same people that they said they would never trust, that they could never trust because of the way they've uh, criminalized um, a lot of drugs that have could help people and i'm just like yo you fucking dumb fucks like let's wake the fuck up and do something about this these are the same people the only reason why it's it's gotten political and that's the only reason why it's different where before it was political but it was on their it was for their gain because the majority of people even a lot of varieties were like yeah go fucking smoke a blunt that's what we do out in the fucking middle of nowhere in the country that is what they do i'm here now with them (laughs) where are you at typo i look I live in uh, Southern Illinois. Okay, I mean, I I, I would assume, I, I would have assumed that like I always had a knack because I'm from South Dakota. 
everybody's smoking weed in South Dakota, and that's a conservative state. Yeah. So like in my mind, I was always like, they're 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 fucking smoking weed. They're they're smoking weed talking about the sanctity of marriage. I know they are. I fucking know they are. They're not fucking just drinking. They're sick of the fucking drink. Dude, you know what's fucked up? So okay, where I'm at, um, so I live in a really small county, but um here in my town is actually a state prison. So there's all these fuck we have a maximum security prison and a minimum security prison. And there's guys that are locked up in, well, I mean, maybe not so much anymore because Illinois legalized it, but uh, still in our prisons, we still have guys in there for like smoking weed. It, and that's baffling. At, that's absolutely at baffling. The, yeah. And at the time before, like the guards, like, dude, I knew plenty of guards that would guard dudes smoking weed during the day and get paid for it and then go home and smoke weed. And I was like, dude, this is so fucked up. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, I think all drugs should be legal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's it's ridiculous. And like, and if you say that to a person, like, if I say that, like, here's 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 the, the beauty of this, this my argument, right, about drugs being legal. And you're, you and you both. My mother is liberal, like classic liberal, classic Democrat. My father is classic conservative, classic <laughs> Republican, right? And they're divorced, <laughs> and if I made that argument to either one of them, they would both have the same reaction. Yeah, they're exactly they the go, same. Are you, they, they go, are you insane? What, people are just, they, you want to encourage people to smoke crack? You just want to do that? You want to do that? And that, to me, reinforces my position about the argument of, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the political conversariat, the political debate shifting from right and left to top to bottom. Yeah. Right. What they don't understand is I took the political compass test. I'm legit like in the middle, in the middle and down. I'm halfway down and in the middle. Right. So there's, there's a, it's a T for anybody yeah. who doesn't know it's a T and I'm on the bottom, like halfway down the bottom quadrant and in the middle. That's where I'm at according to this test. I don't know how accurate it is. <laughs> um, but it was every, people were taking it on Twitter, so it had to be very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like, when you start, when you start realizing that the overlap, like the, the, the things that are becoming prevalent in the political uh, debate, that sphere of, of political debate, are starting like people mainstream conservatives and mainstream libertarians are starting to overlap that's an indicator again that it's no longer right and left it's top and bottom yeah and 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 people who people who are on the right and left who are sick of the right and left i feel like there are a lot of people there are a lot of democrats who don't like vaccine mandates probably yeah, there are probably a lot of people who liked Clinton, even like he, he, people who just were voting party line mm -hmm. and and said, I like Bernie, but he'll never get in. So let's vote, vote Clinton because Trump's a dictator and, you know, this and this. And then they see what's going on and they, they might even know somebody. They might even know like one of the 83,000 nurses that were laid off 
And they go, you know, I know them. They're not a bad person at all. They're just hesitant to get the vaccine. And they've explained it to me. And they're starting to understand. And and what they just haven't quite, what hasn't quite clicked yet. And the reason that we're in this weird sort of uh, purgatory when it comes to political debate is because they haven't quite grasped the fact that we're rotating from top to bottom or from right to left to top to bottom. That's right. my opinion. Yeah. And until, and, and, and once everybody does understand that that's where the real conflict lies, I think it's actually going to be quite, quite easy. I don't yeah. think there's going to be any talk of secession because once the top and bottom realize that they're the enemies, the bottom's just going to go, Oh, we're all, this is all of us. And we're going to fuck you up because you don't have any, <laughs> Because the bottom, let me tell you something. The bottoms who are getting the bottoms who are getting fucked right now. This is truly a metaphor because the gay <laughs> um, in the gay community, the bottom gets fucked. For anybody who doesn't know, I'm sure everybody knows it by now. Um, if they listen to this show, yeah, they definitely know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, two gay dudes that were in the military. You know. Are you both gay? No. 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 <laughs> fuck. no. Fuck. I was. I was trying to see, I was trying to excuse like my saying faggot all the time. So if I could come on a, a podcast where two, there's two gay guys, I was like, yeah, see, I went on there. Was, was- <laughs> well, you can just tell but, people that we don't care. Yeah. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. we, when we, when we used to show up to, you know, restaurants or, you know, Hooters, they'd be like, are you guys paying together? And it's like, what? Yeah. You, no, you, you'd have you flirted with us the entire time. Like, what do you mean? Are we paying together? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, but once that clicks in the mainstream or, or a, at least 40%, 35% of the population, yeah, things are going to get better. Well, it was kind of like the white last year with almost fucking realizing cops are as horrible as they are. And it was like, they were right there. Well, so, so they're right there. there. They're saying, so, so like Tucker Cross is like the FBI infiltrated the January. They planned it. They're so close. They keep saying the FBI the FBI, the FBI, the FBI. And they're like, yes, yes, the FBI, the FBI, the FBI. Who else? Who else is shitty? Who else is shitty? Keep going. Who else is shitty? Is it the CIA? Oh, good, 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 good. Who else? Yes. Is it the police department? No, no, no. Okay, okay. I don't want to push it. I don't want to push it. But like, I mean, and by the way, I'm not like anti-cop. My dad was a policeman. He was a good policeman. Like he truly just, he did what he did. He didn't fucking, he enforced, I mean, to be fair, he was a policeman in South Dakota who didn't, South Dakota doesn't have any insane laws, right? (laughs) He's not enforcing crazy things. He was the type to pull a guy over, you know, for, for, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say this. Here's my image of him. Maybe he was, maybe he did beat a black guy. I don't know. Um, (laughs) That makes him better. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't with him on all his patrols. Um, But like. He's going to listen to this and he's like, I beat the shit out of a couple black guys. Like, Yeah. (laughs) He's like, he's like, oh, black guy, plural. <laughs> oh, fuck it. I was lieutenant when I retired. You fuck. <laughs> no, but like he, I mean, to be fair to him, I mean, like South Dakota didn't have any insane laws other than like drug laws. That's mm-hmm. really it. And, you know, so he didn't have to do all this crazy shit that cops have to do. Now, I kind of feel bad for cops now let me tell you why not because i'm super pro cop i'm not super blue lives matter it's because the overwhelming if you look at psychology if you look at history 
the majority of people are followers. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, that's how it has and to I be. Can, and I can say that I'm a leader, but I don't necessarily – I don't think I'm a leader. <laughs> I'm, I happen to relate to a community that labels itself as being outcast and being fringe and bucking the system. But technically, somebody can deem me a follower of that community. I yeah. mean, you can do away – it becomes very abstract, but – Cops now, like in New York, or like let's t- let's not even let's distance ourselves in Australia. How many of those cops go home and think like how many of those cops do you think go home and, and go, Jesus? Like yeah. this scene. Well, there was that one video of the cop that was like, "Look, man, I don't, don't want to do yeah, this. I don't have any skills. I don't have any I don't, other skills. I like, can't, can't do anything else." Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's yeah very, I get yeah, it. Yeah, that's very true. I think the the same thing, like, I think being in the military and being a cop is similar. It's not exactly the yeah. same thing. Obviously, there's plenty of differences with it. But I think it's kind of the same uh, spirit of why people kind of get into it. Um, there's like, you know, you get a lot of respect automatically. You don't even know why you're getting respect. You don't have to do anything. You just get the title and you get, you get a lot more respect uh, in your community or whatever. But um, so I think there's things that like a lot of cops aren't even okay doing, but they kind of just feel like they have to. And they're in an atmosphere where it's you can't really openly talk about like, hey, man, that was really fucked up what we did, because it's it gets into like, like, these are the guys that you work with. And like, do they come it's a like community? Your, yeah, yeah, it's right. a community within itself. So even when like someone in your community, but it's like your boy does something like kind of fucked up, but like that's your boy. You're not gonna fucking rat on your right, boy. Like if my if listen, if I'm at a if I'm at a restaurant and my girl is like kind of being bitchy, <laughs> guess what? I'm on her side. Like it's just <laughs> what it is. So, but I, because there's like the the aspect of like loyalty is such a weird characteristic in humans because it can be such a positive, uh, reinforcing. And it can be so negative at the same but time. It can be so fucking negative. <laughs> it's loyalty is one of the most extreme, and and uh, it can loyalty can lead to the best and worst of things in mankind. Oh yeah. Right. So bl- bl- blind loyalty is bad always just because you don't know why you're being loyal being i yeah being ideologically blind is never good but like you know even if you back whatever it is like if you're super loyal to you know anybody can pick out like if you're loyal to creating societal equality for all races and you're just fucking loyal to it you're like that's hey that's going to a person who's extremely loyal and driven and cannot break out of that loyalty for any reason whatsoever. They're going to make change for the better. But a person who has that same characteristic, who focus their energy on something slightly different, like, um, you know, getting back instead of just being creating um, racial equality throughout society through whatever it may be through its education healthcare whatever it is if they take a slightly different avenue and go 
white people need to pay for what they did. And then all of a sudden they're going around shooting white people. You see how so slightly you can tilt the compass. Yeah. And you, if, if, if you have that characteristic, uh, uh, characteristic of extreme loyalty, it can be so good, but it can also be so bad. It's a very, it's a very high and low type of thing, you know? Right. Yeah, I that's agree. A, Go ahead. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And then, like my grandpa was chief of police of like a really small town. And I mean, I kind of consider him like a good cop, kind of like probably like your father, just because like, I mean, dude, it's weird because in a small community, like everyone knows each other. And I'm, I mean, like the town he was a chief of police was like 800 people. So it's not that like everyone fucking knows each other. Everyone knows each yeah. other. So it's not like he's fucking beating up people and throwing them in jail or anything or even even really arresting people for like doing drugs now if you're doing meth small town communities don't put up with that shit but but fucking like i don't know it's it's weird like my small town dude it's like pretty normal to drink and drive here like it is the norm like when you the bars are closing um people don't ask you for last call they ask you do you want a roadie like that's what all all the bars here and there's only three but that's what all of them ask so like everyone yeah. does it and like and then like the cops like two of the cops here in town i went to fucking high school with so like you know like i hung out with them and did devious stuff against the law when we were kids so i don't know when they like yeah. i there's been plenty of cases where like the cops pull people over here and they're like god typo again dude what the fuck bro and i'm like right, yeah dude I, right can you just give me a ride <laughs> like you know like i don't know the community is just more like they don't they don't want to get like the fucking full power of the law involved they're just like kind of like looking out for each other well i mean it's i mean even in south dakota like i grew up in rapid city rapid city south dakota is like sixty-five thousand. it's still kind of big and so it's not the same. Like, I don't know. And there's towns in South Dakota like that. I know they, I, I, I know that there are, but most places in America, those types of communities don't really exist. They're not the norm. I mean, it doesn't seem like they're not the norm. And even if they were the norm within small rural communities like yours, it still is a very, very minute uh, number of the population when it comes to considering the, the vast majority of the United America. States. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 you know, so it's, it's obviously that is not going to have any influence over mainstream culture. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's one of those things that if we were to do a police force, the way it's being done now, it should be inside your neighborhood. Like it should be like inside that community. Like we have, you know, in Phoenix, we have Scottsdale Mesa, blah, 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 blah. But you get hired and you live in the West Valley and you're in Peoria or something like that, and it you get hired at Scottsdale PD, and it's 45 minutes away, but it's all the same city, and you can work and do that all the time. You're not knowing the people that you're around. And in, in bigger cities, it gets kind of crazier like that when it should be you're hiring inside your state kind or inside your city limits or inside those kinds of things because it would create a more bountiful like bond if that makes sense with your community, because you're trying to keep your your actual community safe, the places where you shop, the places where you sleep, the places where you go all the time. And it just, it's gone so far away from that. And it's hard to do in big cities, to be honest, like it's just really hard to do. Um, but it, 
the things with police, we always try to, our big thing when it comes to like police and military is like, yo, there's some of the fucking, there's some of the worst out there. Like there's some of the worst people out there in those, those jobs. And that's because it, it, it calls to them. It gives them a sense of purpose and it gives them a sense of respect and things like that. Are you uh, talking about the military or podcasting? (laughs) Well, well, I mean, worst people. Fuck. We're here, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, But you know, it, it, for, for those types of jobs, it calls some of the worst because it's a hive. Like it, it's very, a lot more violent than most jobs in the United States, if not the most violent job in the United States, besides, I guess, you know, ultimate fighting, professionally fighting. But um, other than that, it's like, it calls some of the worst people, but then there you have those loyal, the ones that are extremely loyal to the idea of country or the ones that are extremely loyal to the ideas of freedom and things like that, that do the same things or protection that do the, that do military and police for those things too. And it's that little slight deviation, like you were talking about earlier, that it's like, we got to have some way of bringing these people into the fold once they realize like some of the shit that they're doing isn't fucking right. Because if we don't, like you're just going to outcast a whole group of people that are very prone to violence because they have to be in their job that don't have anywhere to put it. And the only people that they deal with that they think have the right ideas are calling them fucking baby killers or, um, you know, just extreme racists or things like that. And it kind of fucks over the people that were actually good that just realized that they were doing the wrong, they were in the wrong structure to do actual good. And it, it's kind of like a weird flip floppy situation when it comes to like police and military for us because i feel like there's a lot of people that just want to do something good and that's why they signed up for it in the first place but when the people that are saying that they have the answers like the whole bottom is shitting on military and cops um without giving them the chance to be like hey you need to have some redemption arc you need to fucking kind of figure out how to be better than you were um and we don't even give them the chance. It's like, well, you're kind of just fucking up a whole bunch of people that are going to be against you now. And they have power that you don't right now. So you're going to fuck yourself in the end. Yeah. And it, it baffles me that there is a problem in the lower two quadrants of the political uh, compass that they aren't understanding that the like ex-military, ex-police or p- police now or military now who are gravitating toward that lower half may have knowledge, may have knowledge that they don't, that may allow that, that could help with the strategy of sort of popularizing an anarchist or a libertarian ideology. They don't see, they're just, and this is where like that autist, they're hard line, like cops enforce the state. I am against the state. Fuck cops. And it's like, Let's have a little nuance here. Yeah. Let's it's not... like, I get it, but. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, people, but... people, a lot of times too, they, the people like, and I, sorry to interrupt. They live in the black and white. And the yeah. problem is it, it, it's just, there's no black and white. There's no black and white. If you fall into the black and white debacle, then you're following into the left and right debacle you're following it you're you're falling into the red and blue like there's just if they keep doing this shit if the bottom if libertarians if anarchists whether you're on the right or left side of that fucking spectrum if you keep fucking 
falling into the black and white thinking, guess what you're going to you're going to do? You're going to do exactly what conservatives are doing. You're going to do exactly what liberals are doing. You're going to do exactly what Bush and Clinton and fucking Nixon and and Roosevelt and all these shitty people that you hate that you are critiquing. You're doing the exact same thing that they're doing. Unless you're willing to float out into the gray area a little bit and start to just kind of just feel it out, put a toe in. Unless you're willing to do that, guess what? You're not going to go anywhere. Anarchy is going to reign? No. (laughs) No. Yeah, man. When we, I guess when we, me and like Luke and uh, our other buddy Jared, when we were kind of becoming like, we were fresh out of the military, kind of becoming libertarians. We voted for fucking Gary Johnson in 2016 because we thought we we're going to make a fucking difference. <laughs> and, but uh, anyways, I voted we... in Tulsi this last time. So it's, Hey, there you go. But, um, but anyway, like, I don't know when we were first kind of like getting, we both on... wasted our votes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This is the point that I was trying to make. Well, we're both. Uh, yeah. Well, when we were getting on Twitter and like trying to mingle and get into like libertarian social media circles and stuff, like half the people were like, oh, fuck, yeah, like ex-military. And we're like, yeah, we're fucking new here. And then the other half, mm-hmm. they were very rude to us, I would say, <laughs> when we yeah. were coming in, dude. I was like, I, bet. I never, I never even like, okay, me and Luke, uh, me and Luke like never deployed, I guess. So like went over to the Middle East and actually like fought in any sort of combat or anything like that. Uh, we were in, we got to go to Japan and hang out and basically get drunk there all the time ah a different type of brown people yes (laughs) but uh but fucking people were just like calling us baby killers and stuff it's like dude i didn't even get a chance to kill a baby like i would have i would have killed that fucking baby but i never did so don't give me a title i don't deserve right right it's like when people call me racist it's like that's insulting to kkk leaders who worked hard to get to this (laughs) please it's not even about me. Just respect them. <laughs> <laughs> they actually earned that title, and yeah. uh, I don't think I I'm have a humble yet. man. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take a position that I don't. That I haven't earned. I'm working on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was weird, but I mean, it wasn't that many people. I mean, we stuck around long enough, obviously. But well, we have thick was... enough skin that we were like, yeah, okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, I think so there's a lot of people that can't take like criticism either in this community, and it's like, bro, just sometimes you just say okay, and maybe you're wrong, and maybe you're not, but you just say whatever and move on about your fucking day because they're not even like face to face with you they're over a goddamn screen calling you a baby killer or something like that and it's right. like who gives a fuck who actually yeah. gives a fuck and there's too many people that give too many fucks right now yeah that's true people i like i go the i go the other way they go you're sexist and i'm like you're right you're right yeah i've i've been worried like i'm yeah, glad I'll that lean you into recognize it. it yeah they're yeah. like you're racist and i'm like yes do you know how? Yes, finally, somebody recognizes my talents. <laughs> yeah, I fucking, I've been working on this for a while. Finally, a D1 scout who saw my arm. It's about fucking time. Jesus, I've been in the weight room this goddamn long. It's about goddamn time my talents have come to fruition. A podcast, like it's. I mean, it's bullshit. I mean, and then once it, like, I've had people on Instagram who I, I remember I was talking about the Israel Palestine conflict. 
Mm-hmm. And that was actually what got me the most negative feedback because <laughs> I, all I said was, Hey, Israel, don't, you know, kill Palestinians who don't necessarily deserve it. Try to be careful. And then I also said, Hey, Palestinians who say that it's your land because you were there first. Also, there were Jews there thousands of years before your religion even existed. So that's a dumb argument. And that's all I said, really. That's really all I said. I just said, both of you are making kind of dumb arguments. And I'm not trying to, you know. And then there were people who were like, you are an anti-Semite. And then there were other people who were like, you're an Islamophobic. And I get it on Instagram, mostly. Yes. You are an Islamophobic piece of shit. You hate Muslims. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with my argument. Yeah, I mean, yes, but that has nothing to do with what I'm saying now. And then they're like, like, and they would not answer me. Like, and I'd go, if I, like, if somebody accused me of being an anti-Semite, I'd be like, yes, and. If you yes, and them, you got to yes, and them. You say, you hate blacks. And you're like, yes, and. And then you keep it, it's like improv. If you yes, and them, they don't know what to do. <laughs> they don't know what to do. We're gonna like, steal oh, that. Yeah, we're or, gonna, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm stop doing the okays and the nos. I I do a lot of okay, like just let them say whatever they want, and I want them to know that I see it. And so I'm like, okay, like cool, whatever. Like that's yeah. kind of what I do. Or they say something like they're making up their own scenario in their head of what I believe or whatever, and I'm like, no. And I just don't give them any explanation. And usually it creates like a giant comment thread afterwards. So it's pretty entertaining to watch. But uh, yeah. I might do the yes and thing because that's yeah. pretty funny when too. We, when we posted like, so our, I mean, our, 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 we, we are very proud of our Instagram page because it's the coolest thing about us. And we have like, I don't know, 12,000 followers or close to 12,000 on there. So, and all we do is really just post dumb memes and shit like that. Yeah. And that, that, that's what the fucking people want. So we, that's what we give them. But anytime, anytime we post like anti-Israel shit, dude, oh my God, it gets fucking hot. That's our most interactions. And it's like half the people that are like, like, dude, I will debate you live on Instagram right now. Get, let's go. I'll debate you about this topic. I'm like, dude, I'm not going on Instagram live with you. You fucking faggot. <laughs> dude, I would do it, but I would only, they'd be like, They'd be like, Israel's defending itself. And I'd be like, I hate Jews. I hate them all. <laughs> and they're like, you're anti-Semite. And I'm like, do you have any idea how anti I don't think you understand how anti-Semitic I am. You came on this Instagram live. I'm not sure you're ready for it, chief. Here, here's my problem with Israel. They have bland colors. They're like the Colts. They have a very bland uniform. I don't Blue like and white. It. But I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I, I need... I need contrast. Blue and white is not enough. I need a blue and yellow or a blue and orange, like the gators. I need something. I need a little, I need a little spice. If you're going to have an iron dome and then lob missiles into residential areas because the Palestinians put their headquarters there and maybe they did, they did. It's not that they're not lying about that, but it's not like they care about the kids who die. No. When that missile's on its way to Paris, (laughs) but Give me a little spice. Yeah. Orange and blue, red and blue, yellow and blue. Shit, green and blue is fine too. I mean, gray and blue, black and blue, white and blue. The Colts, fucking Stafford's doing a hell of a lot better on the Rams. Why? Because they're yellow and blue. They're not <laughs> white and blue. They spice it up a little bit, you fucking bland fucking, I don't even. The Lions, well, the Lions and the Colts, man. They're, they're the Israel of football. <laughs> oh, yes. Sorry, I got the. 
I mean, to be fair, I like the I like the Lions all gray. I like that. Yeah, like the that gray, gray is good. Like the gray is good. Listen, gentlemen, I have to cook some dinner. Yeah, you're good. Um, um, go ahead, throw out your fucking uh, your podcast where people can find you, all that fun stuff, and we'll let you get out of here. Okay. Uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter is is at Unfit Statesman. Um, Rockfin at Unfit Statesman. I'm on Rockfin too. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the things. And then, yeah, Rockfin. Well, I appreciate you coming on. It's been a really fun time. I like you a lot. You're hilarious. I told you we'd get along at the end of this thing. And yeah. uh, we'll have to have you on again. I'd, I'd fucking Absolutely. love it. We'll do. Come on my show too. Yeah, we'll definitely okay, do yeah, it. Man. But uh, that's, that's the fucking shit show. I hope you all enjoyed it. And uh, Zach, thanks again for coming on, man. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Boom.